Good morning, everyone. Thank you to be with us this morning. We we are at the end of the book. We know that we will finish the book next week. Really, really happy to be with you. We are Maria, uh, no, we are Jean-Philippe and Marie-Pierre this morning. And uh, if you're new with us, we on every Wednesday, we are working on behavior uh, on do we are looking for pain or pleasure in our life and how can we change our reality and it was really uh, what we were working on the book Awaking the Giant Within. We are at the end of the book and now he is presenting that we are at one action, one behavior change to change our reality or to help others. And it's really what we will talk about uh, today. Last week, we were talking about if we want to change a reality, we need to change our behavior. We need to change our way to take decision. It's okay for us. Today, we will work on reality that are not maybe our decision, but maybe how can we change, first of all, our belief about people? And second thing, how can we help others to change their reality, to change their own behavior? Because you will see that we will talk about homelessness, about prison, about violence, and it's not our reality. But at the end, Marie-Pierre will talk about environment. And there we have a lot of action that we can do to help the environment. So first of all, if you did not share, it's time to share. You, uh, you will help us to develop the podcast or it will maybe help other person to change their vision. And, and second thing, if you want have a conditioning program because i know that a lot of you finished their conditioning program last week we have a promotion right now on uh, a couple of conditioning programs that we already have printed so i will put the link in the comment and you will be able to order your conditioning program to uh, change it um one of uh, one of the conditioning program that we have in english it's be proactive so it's about all the action that we can do to change our lives. So for I let you start with homelessness, Jean-Philippe, and we will present other part. Yes. So this is the first uh, the, 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 the first societal uh, challenge that we have that we want to look at. But what we need to understand at first is what cause okay are what what are the cause of homelessness okay in our society? And actually, there is many, okay, but there is a few that we see is like are quite a, a tendency that can uh, make that can bring homelessness to uh, certain families, certain people. The first of all is mental illness. So yes, we have lived through a, a pandemic that was quite hard on some some person that actually may have caused okay or develop some mental illness and that is one of the main um main part that can cause uh, homelessness 
then the spiraling cost of housing and we are kind of close to that okay we know that the price of the house are getting higher and higher the interest uh, is getting higher like all across country so that is a factor okay that can influence if people sometimes can keep their house uh, we know that sometimes also the income has diminished so that's something that we live through okay in the pandemic because a lot of people have lost their job okay or just like the job completely shut down because during the pandemic they weren't able okay, to continue working and also drug and alcohol abuse are uh, some of the main cause of homelessness so if we are looking at it okay when people get to that point of their life because of one of that causes or other else what is happening is actually um the the way they see themselves, the identity that they accord to themselves is really uh, sometimes harsh on themselves. So that's what could make them uh, very hard to get out of homelessness. And I really, um, I think it's a great way just to understand what can go through the mind of a person. Um, John Maxwell, Tony Robin, uh, <laughs> Tony Robin, explain us what is happening in the mind of those uh, those people. So he said that they have neural association that limit them. They have value that preclude a change. Some of their rules keep them from moving forward. Their identity ties them to their limiting circumstances. Since freedom tends to be one of their highest value, they feel happy in spite of their dissatisfaction with their physical environment. After all, they don't have to play by society rules and they avoid the pressure they associate with those rules. Besides, they've built up a whole community of friends and they often see themselves as being strong because they survive by their wits. Often they think it builds character. So as we can see, when it happens, what happened in the mind of those people is they completely change their identity. They, um, they take belief and make them themselves that limit them. So what can we do? actually to reduce those situation okay for us because if you are connected with us you're not you're not living that situation of homelessness but there is a solution about how can we as human not get into that societal uh, challenge but also if you see somebody how can you help them so first of all is hold yourself a higher standard so always think, okay, and use affirmation, positive affirmation that tell you that everything that will happen in your life, you can like uh, do something with it. Every challenge that present to yourself, it is an opportunity for you to um, like to see something new, to create something new. So this will help you have a strong mindset that if one of those situations happen, okay, mental illness or even like a diminish, a diminish of income, okay, that you can be strong in your mind and see uh, how you can um, how you can um, create a solution to get out of it. But also what we can do for people that 
we see okay are homeless is actually we need to change our belief when we look at them okay that actually homelessness is not a problem that we can't do anything no on the contrary is something that we can do and is something that every ed individual can uh, take opportunity of it and like find a solution so we need to change the stereotype and one of the examples Sabrina gave us uh, this morning, and I really appreciate it, uh, she tells us the story of uh, her husband when uh, uh, he was uh, with Maria and Mohamed, and they were all around uh, uh, the Quebec province to make the promotion of the, uh, the book about Maria. At some point, uh, they were in a city, and like at every corner of the city, there were homeless persons. And with Mohamed and Maria, Martin actually sees them, okay, giving money to every homeless person. And like he was kind of shocked of it and he asked why, okay. And Mohamed explained that actually in the Muslim community and like in the Muslim belief, you need to give uh, every homeless person uh, something like some money. The reason why is you never know where angels are hidden. So yes, in a homeless person, that can be an angel, okay? So you really need to just like be generous and give them. So I think it's just a great way and not thinking about what he will do with it. That is not from our business, like the action has been made. Give them because you never knew what what impact and what uh, action you can uh, do for that person. So to continue on uh, another part of Dell's uh, societal challenge, we will go with Sabrina and we will talk a little bit about like uh, people that are getting into um, like the prison. Yes, and um, one of uh, other thing that I remember, I met um, a homelessness man that he was not still homelessness, but he spent two years um, in the street. And at the beginning, this man was lower, but uh, low, yeah, lower because uh, what's happened in their life is starting taking drugs losing his wife, losing his house. So he, he were homeless for a couple of years until the day that they stopped using drugs. Prison, it's quite uh, the, the same reality sometimes. Uh, we know that we are in, we need to do a, a difference between, uh, and as they say that there's a lot of recidive reality. 82% that they are going in prison will come back. And the, 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 there's a difference between people that they are in prison for less than two years or more than two years. There are two kinds of prison uh, in this reality. And I always think about uh, Julie in our organization that she were working in reinsertion uh, people that they were in prison to help them to change their belief, to change their behavior. Why? Because it's really linked to that. In this book, we uh, talk a lot about avoid pain and uh, bring pleasure in our life. The problem here is 
for the people that they are staying for a long time in prison, their team, family or friends are now people in the prison with them. The reality is there. They are afraid not to be in prison. They are afraid to live the prison. And um, during uh, the, the last uh, couple of years, uh, I went uh, in prison to help people that they were in prison because they have drugs addiction or alcohol addiction. Because we know that a lot of action are linked to drugs addiction or alcohol addiction. And I went meant meet them in prison. I, I during five months, I went one times a month meet people to uh, help them. And the reality that I saw, it's first of all, people that they are there for a short time, they want to find a way of change their uh, belief, change their behavior to be sure that they won't do the same kind of action when they will go out. So it don't mean that they will do it, but they want to change. So there's one thing that they said in the book, if you want to help someone, help someone who is in the process to change. So maybe, yes, you can meet people that they are in process to change. You can go uh, to meet people in prison uh, just take an appointment, but there's one thing that we can do for help. But you cannot help someone who's not ready to change. You cannot help someone who uh, don't have pain to be in prison. Because if the pain is not linked, they will come back. It's the fear to be outside is bigger than the fear to be inside. You cannot help because they will find a way to come back. It's really their reality. So there's really different reality. But yes, there are some people that they are there and say, I don't want to come back anymore. And I want to change my life. And I saw some of people that they really, they took this time to change their life, to stop using drugs, to stop and to change their belief about drugs, about gangsterism. About... So they, they use this time to change. Some people are using this time to play basketball. Okay, so it's really different what kind of reality you will have after. And the second point that they are presenting that challenging, yes, there's prison, but there's violence outside. And gangster violence, you can also change the reality uh, and it's always linked to belief. As an high school teacher, I saw young men, yes, trying to be in the gang. I saw young men that their reality was mom or dad are still part of the gang. I want to be part of the gang with them. So they are linked to, to violence. As I said, I cannot kill everyone. I don't have gun. But if on the table at home, there's a gun, the reality is really, really different. And it's always linked to 
what is the pain about uh, kill someone? Some people have a list. What are the reasons that you can kill someone? For me, I, I have no reason to kill someone, okay? <laughs> but it, what they are presenting, it's the in gangster life, yes, there's a list of reasons why you can kill someone or why you can be violent, why you can... And my... my um, I made that I have my picture that I have today about it. If you already look to the movie uh, Romeo and Juliet, the one that we have with Leonardo DiCaprio when in 80, I think, uh, uh, 90 maybe, uh, uh, they all have gone, they are all ready to kill someone. It's behavior. We need to change this behavior. We need to change those beliefs. And if we are changing it, you can change completely the reality. So we need to, because we are not part of it, we need to just understand that if someone want to go out of gang life, they need to change the reality. Maybe you can help them only if they are ready to change. If they are not ready to change, you cannot do anything. <laughs> and one thing that are closer than us, it's environment. Uh, Marie-Pierre, we are still part of, yes, hard <laughs> reality of life to, yes, environment. There's a lot of action that we can do to help environment and change reality. And it's smoother. We will finish with smoother reality. <laughs> It's still a really big challenge, but it's something that we are now used to uh, hear about it every week, every day, about what we can do to help our environment, to save the planet. Because if we go a few years back, it was only a cause that was rallying the counterculture. But now it has come to the forefront as a major national and international concern because after a few of the hottest consecutive years ever recorded in history people have become extremely concerned about the global warming and what is the major sources one of them is the fluorocarbon found in the air conditioner and the spray bottle and another major source of global warming effect is the destruction and burning of our rainforest because rainforests account for the astounding 80% of the earth vegetation and are critical to our ecosystem. So yes, we know that we have to do something about it. We know that there's a lot that we can do about it just as a person, what you can do as choices. So I found for you 10 simple, 10 simple things that you can do to help protect the earth. So number one, it's the three R. So reduce, reuse, and recycle. So cut down on what you throw away and follow the three R's to conserve natural resources and landfill space. Number two is to volunteer. So volunteer for cleanups in your community. You can get involved in protecting your uh, watershed too. Number three is to educate. So when you further your own education, you can help others understand the importance of uh, and value of our natural resources. And for us, I think, for a lot of us, we are in top aware. The part of education is really something that we can help. How? Because we 
learn how to reduce <laughs> and reuse <laughs> a lot. So that, that's something that we really use. Number four, it's to conserve the water. So the less water you use, the less runoff and wastewater that will eventually end up in the ocean. And that's a very big part of saving our planet about the, uh, saving the water. Because yes, here in Quebec, we are very lucky. We have access to a lot of water. But if you go in the United States, you will see a lot of states that are experiencing a severe water shortage. So in fact, it's been said that in the 21st century, water will become the gold of the future. One of our most valuable and scarce resources. But how can this be true when our planet is predominantly covered with water? The reason is found because we are incredibly poor management of these resources. And specifically, it's related to the meat industry. So, for example, in California, they are all working hard to conserve the water, taking steps such as not watering their lawn and installing float restrictor in their toilet and shower heads. And all of these actions, yes, are important. But when you produce one pound of beef, it takes more than 5,000 gallons of water. So this means that you can save more water by not eating one pound of beef than you could by skipping shower for an entire year. <laughs> so yes, one thing that you can do is to cut your meat consumption. So, so that's something that we hear a lot. But yes, now that you maybe understand the amount of water that is used, now, yes, <laughs> a lot of uh, our meat can be um, cut for us. After that, number five is choose sustainable. So that means learn to uh, make smart choices when you look at your food. So last week, I think it's last week, that we talked about the tuna. So yes, the tuna, is it something that you decide to <laughs> eat even though now you know that it's killing dolphin? Or is it something that you will choose to say, oh, no, it's not for me because I know uh, how it is. And you can find um, a few uh, um, internet links that can help you to make those uh, smart choices for your food. Number six is shop wisely. So buy less single-use plastic and bring your reusable shopping bag. Number seven Use long-lasting light bulbs, so energy-efficient light bulbs reduce greenhouse gas emissions and also will uh, flip the light switch off when you... And, and don't forget to light the switch off when you leave your room. Number eight is to plant a tree because we know trees will provide food and oxygen. They help save energy and help combat climate change. Number nine, it's don't send chemical into our waterways. So choose non-toxic chemical in your home and in your office. And number 10, it's bike more or drive less. And I know that now that a lot of people working from home, no, we don't bike more, but we drive less. <laughs> so that's a win-win for me. <laughs> so yes, just remember that, yes, those big big challenge in the world that we thought 
it's just something that decide one thing that you can do and that is one thing that your neighbor will see that you can do and the effect will have uh, on your whole neighborhood and now after that your entire um, city. I think that you just did the clothes, Marie-Pierre. <laughs> that, 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 I think that's what we need to remember, that yes, there is systemic and big challenge in our society, okay? Don't try to see it like on the big picture. We need to understand it on the big picture, but remember that, and this is one of our uh, like old, um, like latest president like said that like think big, so see the problem, but uh, start small, but begin now. So take one action today. So remember that if you're telling yourself, okay, you know the problem with the straw, okay, and the turtle, if like one person said, okay, oh, it's only one straw, yes, but 8 billion people say that exact same thing. So try to see it that if everybody's doing one action, like to help the environment, if 8 billion people have that same mindset, like how big the change can be. So it's one bite at a time, one action at a time. So on that, thank you so much for being with us. Uh, next week, we will close the book. Uh, and we, we are we, we're really excited to close that book because we've been in this for more than a year. So we will get to a new, uh, a new one in two weeks. So we are say, uh, wishing you a great day and we're jumping on the French podcast. So on that, have a nice day, guys.